0: time to clip your last good piece and dig in, because The Runout starts now.
1: We're excited to welcome Jordan Cannon back to The Runout. He first appeared in episode number 47 with Mark Hudon. Jordan joins us today to share a special announcement. so we're here with our friend Jordan who's a repeat guest on the run out. It's a interesting topic that we're going to get into today, but I just think it's best to come from Jordan himself. So Jordan, why don't you tell us why you're here and what we're going to talk about today?
2: Okay, I'll just be straight with you guys and pun intended there cuz why we're here today is <laughs> is that I'm coming out of the closet officially and planning to share that on my birthday which is is coming up in a few days here
1: so congrats i guess I, I don't know what you say when someone comes out of the closet yeah but... i
2: mean i suppose con- i think it's i think it's certainly sure I
0: think it's certainly a congratulation, you know, especially something that if you haven't kept it completely and utterly hidden, you've kept it sort of hidden from your public life. You know, Mm -hmm. so I can't imagine that that's been something that you've enjoyed doing. So I think it's probably worth congratulations to say that, you know, you're you're sort of embarking on this better path of sort of mental health as well as uh, just being yourself and being free of of something that you're uh, maybe burdened with not being gay, but. Burden with the idea of that you're not being yourself.
2: Yeah. Which, which ultimately when I, when I first, you know, started telling, telling my friends about, about two years ago, you know, it's been a slow, slow process kind of opening up. I was totally against any idea of sharing that publicly, although I was mm-hmm. concerned as well as like, man, after I, after I tell a certain number of people, I mean, it might get out there without me saying anything as well. So yeah, I was against it for a long time and, and the process of sharing with my friends was was really encouraging and supportive, and did take the the weight off my shoulders for for a while. But then it kinda has recently come to a halt and become a little bit more of a burden than I anticipated. And so I've just kind of felt the need to to really get it done with once and for all, and and kind of get it off my chest, cause so, to free myself up the way you just described. So I'm happy. I'm happy with where I am now. I wasn't I wasn't psyched about the idea of this, you know. A few months ago, but I am now. So, so. Uh,
1: Jordan, I want to get into um, the reason why we're talking about this on a podcast right now, because I think you have some interesting things to say. Just commentary about the climbing world at large, and and um, you know, maybe your place within it. You know, in this in this new public identity that you're sharing with us today. But I I think it'd be good to just like talk a little bit about your history with uh, you know, with this side of your identity and, you know, maybe just a little backstory on, you know, when did you first know that that you were gay and uh you know, what was that process like?
2: You know, as far back as I can remember, I can't say I, I knew specifically at such a young age, but I basically knew I was different since I was at least four years old. And it wasn't until, you know, maybe maybe six or seven and starting to learn a little bit more about orientation or or identity that i that i that i knew it was more complicated than that but i also grew i grew up on the east coast i grew up um i was born in tennessee and i i grew up in various states in in new england and then and then uh moved to to south carolina and spent a lot of time in the south southeast for for middle school and high school and and even my first year of college and uh yeah i grew up in a i grew up in a very conservative and very christian home and even went to private Christian school most of my life until, until high school. And then even ended up going to a private Christian uh, college, which I mean, you can assume that not easy to deal with in that, in that situation. And so, yeah, I think you asked what the kind of the point of all this and I would kind of just like to talk about how, you know, me, me moving to California in, in college and, and finding climbing and, and ultimately finding the climbing community ha- is really what's enabled me to to start a- a accepting myself and and feel confident enough to to be myself and and be proud of it and not not ashamed of it like i like i was growing up
1: the closet's an interesting metaphor it's it's a cliche in um in many ways now but it, i guess i'm i've always been curious to know if that is if that metaphor feels like appropriate to you and your experience is that Um, has it, has it felt like you've been, you know, hiding something from people or is it just been something that you felt like you could manage with, without just being open to the people you were around, you know, growing up and, and, uh, in school?
2: No, I definitely think the, the closet metaphor is pretty, is pretty on point, but, uh, something that I, I kind of recently became aware of, you know, with a lot of people speaking out about, you know, the struggles of being a person of color. That's not something you can hide. You know, you can't hide the color of your skin. With that comes its own struggles, and, and you know, for 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 my situation, it's kind of invisible. You know, you, I can I can pass as a straight guy if I if I try hard enough. You know, and with that has come its own unique struggle. Like it's kind of like a silence, silent suffering in a way. But yeah. I've definitely felt like I've had had something to hide most of my life um, and I've had to, you know, watch what I say and and, and things. And yeah, that just eats weight at you after 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 a while, you know, and for a while, I, I mean, I couldn't even accept it within myself. And so it was almost like I was hiding part of myself from myself because I couldn't face it on my own, you know.
0: So in terms of, you know, you were just talking about your upbringing in the various places yet you, you were. I guess, put, if you will, um, that were probably not the most, uh, overly accepting, uh, environments. You know, what are your concerns? Um, and maybe you can back this up with, uh, experience, but in terms of you've been talking about how you are, have been revealing this slowly to friends. Um, I'm sure we have mutual friendships with some of those people and, you suddenly, or at least at this point, are finally going to say, "All right," to everyone in the climbing community and, and everyone in your, in your life that you know you're you're going to come out of the closet. So, what were your concerns that uh, you know
2: this is something you didn't want to reveal professionally or to the climbing community as a whole? You know, when I first considered sharing this part of myself with anyone, the first fear is is you know rejection or. Somebody not being understanding, but thankfully, you know, aside from a few instances in my in my in high school, all of my experiences in the climbing community have been totally positive, which has only kept me going. Because you know, say had I opened up and that received negative, you know, had a negative interaction, that probably would have you know pushed me back in the closet a little bit further, and so. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that all of my experiences with my climbing friends and you know, my climbing family I I say has been insanely positive and but my biggest fear when I consider what I'm doing right now sharing this publicly is uh you know, is being misunderstood or misrepresented because this this is a this is a big deal to me, you know. Um this is part of who I am, but it's not all of who I am and I don't want people to to think that I'm doing this with any necessarily with any political agenda attached to it and i don't want to be seen as the gay climber you know because at the end of the day that's not important to my climbing at all and it has played no part of my my climbing life up to now and so that's honestly my biggest my biggest fear but i've kind of come to terms with as long as i don't make it the sole focus my identity i hope that other people won't do that either
0: Yeah, I think it's tricky. I mean, you know, you told Andrew and I just in the last couple days. And I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, I was like the person who's like, oh, yeah, I knew all the time. You know, it, it was more like I hadn't really considered it. I hadn't. You know, because our friendship is nothing to do with your sexuality. And so and you're climbing in, in just what you said, like you're climbing. And the reason I admire you as a climber has nothing to do with that either. So it's it was more like I had never really considered it. So so I understand where you're coming from in terms of it not being like the total identity that you would have in the climbing community. The difference, though, with revealing it to close friends and people you've sort of, in a way, tested, right? You, you you trusted them in so many other ways that you were suddenly, okay, well, I think I can trust them this way, as opposed to going out into the public. And being a public figure, I think, makes this uh, much more complicated than if you were just a, a climber, just a local climber somewhere, wouldn't you say?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, had this been before social media, wouldn't have really considered anything else other than sharing with close friends and family. Right. But given, given the current, you know, state of, of social media and then on what's going on in the climbing world right now with people demanding more diversity and representation and inclusion and all that has, has kind of made me feel, I don't know if I want to say pressure or responsibility, but it's definitely made me consider speaking up because I've heard people say we need more gay climbers or more gay pro climbers. And there're already a few out there and i'm i'm here as well and i've been here so yeah that's why i've kind of felt the need to to say something on a on a public platform but but as well i mean it's really important to me to to express to people especially people you know who might identify with my story or or my struggle that you know that they that they aren't alone and that everybody regardless in life is going to have some kind of struggle and I'm not saying that you have to be open and share all of your skeletons in your closet publicly but it does help to to embrace your you know embrace your your differences and your story and and share it with your friends and and own it really because that's that's all that that's all that you can do and so if i can by sharing my story um i can help or inspire and encourage other people to do the same then that's a huge huge payoff for for me So largely for myself, but for, for anybody else who's struggling as well.
1: One of the things that I'm reading between the lines and and what you're telling us now, Jordan is, um, you know, is this, there's this idea that, uh, it's almost a taboo right now to just sort of acknowledge that climbing is maybe a more open and accepting place than when compared to the rest of society in some way. Like it's, we have to instead focus on the ways in which the sport is oppressive and because I I don't know, it seems like the fear of, of, you know, of not calling attention to the, to the areas where this sport as a whole needs work and needs improvement is to allow them to either worsen or, you know, go by without notice. But what I'm sensing from what you're saying is that this is like, this has been a you know a happy place for you to it's been a place that's allowed you to be yourself in in a way that you just didn't experience in maybe ever before in your life
2: yeah totally i i'm glad that people who you know, feel differently about about the climbing community or the representation within are speaking up because, you know, their experience and their opinions are totally valid as well. But it's been a little bit contradictory to, to my own story. And it's made me feel like we're being too hard on ourselves as a community, because my understanding of, of, of climbing and climbers and the community for historically has been, you know, climbing is a place and a space for People who are different and people who want to live a semi-alternative lifestyle, and you know, it's it's been a, a haven for that, and that definitely helped bring me in, you know, and in sense, basically, it's my experience. I've only been a been a, a true climber and you know a consistent member of the community for for I think almost eight years now, and then that's been the best eight years of my life, and without the confidence i've found in myself through climbing and without the you know the friends and the and the partners who have helped bring up that confidence in me as well you know with their support i wouldn't be able to do this and so honestly a big a big part of my coming out is a is a tribute to to all those people who have been a part of my journey in climbing so
0: yeah and there's worlds still and and definitely traditionally where you know it was sort of professional suicide to uh to come out of the closet. And, and obviously, that's probably gotten better across the board in, in most professions. But, you know, they, they're still leading men who are in Hollywood are, are you know, rumored to be closeted still because it would be sort of like at least, you know, suicide to their career as they see it now to, to come out. Um, are you concerned at all, like professionally as as a professional climber, as someone who represents Um, you know, several companies, uh, I suppose most importantly, Arc'teryx, do you, I mean, do you imagine any sort of, you know, professional
2: repercussions for something like this? No, I don't think so. I mean, there's no doubt it's going to have an impact and, and change a lot of things that I don't think I can predict. And I'm not, I'm trying not to think about it too much, but, uh, I've, I've shared with all of, all of my sponsors as well, and, and they've all been totally, totally supportive, which I never had any I never had any doubt honestly I mean it was always aware to me that climbing was a pretty macho sport but even even from the beginning I never had I never had any concern about my potential coming out or my acceptance within the within the climbing community I mean honestly the biggest struggle struggle was just me accepting myself and I knew that once I did Mm -hmm. that and I was able to to share it with with people that their acceptance would would also follow and that's And that's been 100 percent true to my to my experience as a climber and even as a person
0: um, in the last few years. Can you sort of maybe elucidate a little bit of the mental fallout, if you will, um, of sort of carrying something like this around with you? Has it do you can you pinpoint or talk about how that might have affected you performance wise, relationship wise, um, you know, the kind of thing that you might
2: be casting off now that you uh, you can you can just be yourself? yeah you know I was talking about uh I was talking about that with a friend today and um i think i i kept it so buried for a long time that it was affecting me in in subtler ways but it didn't it didn't really prevent me from you know from getting into climbing or getting into it with the amount of drive and and passion and passion that i had if anything maybe it maybe it helped that you know mm-hmm. um a friend a friend pointed uh, pointed that out today um and so yeah maybe it did give me a way to i don't know um find confidence in myself through through climbing and you know and not and not worry about that part of my life but the the destructive part has been has been resenting myself and secret secretly hating myself for being the way that i am and wishing that i could wishing that i could change and and, you know not not have to face this and so climbing has given me a distraction from all that and it's given me a way to try and i think that's maybe a big part of my my driver you know wanting to prove myself that mm-hmm. that that's that it's not a big deal that it doesn't have to affect the rest of my life that it's just a part of a part of my identity but i don't have to let it consume me so yeah so for for a long time since I didn't give it much room to breathe or really even considered it, I honestly, I mean, I used to joke that, you know, I was just going to be single the rest of my life because I wasn't going to be able to, to, to face or, or accept it. But as I did start to to open up and and deal with it, it did start to open up a lot of positive doors, but open up a lot of negative doors emotionally that I just wasn't quite ready to deal with and did start to become a distraction in my climbing and, and and in my life and so i knew it was necessary at, at some point and I'm, I'm glad that i got i got there eventually but yeah like i was saying in recent years i started opening up about this uh two years ago uh to my my friends and like i said it started out really positive but in the past and maybe in the past six months or so it's become more of a distraction and so it's only inspired me even further as i've progressed to to, to open up about it like this once and for all so that i can free myself and if i'm being honest yosemite season's right around the corner and i was like i gotta get this off my chest so i can go out and do what i want to do and not you know not think about this anymore i mean i was i was just up in reno dealing with car registration and uh covid vaccine and and all that and i was climbing out the gym and i was just like having such a horrible session because i couldn't focus at all and I I just like broke down crying in the gym and I was like what the fuck is wrong with me you know I was like something's got to change because I can't I can't go on like this anymore so yeah it's uh, it's it started to to steal away a little bit of my my satisfaction in climbing and you know that's when I knew that I had to to take care of it so I could go back out and continue to do what I love to do
1: That was really beautiful Jordan you have me like close to crying right now but (laughs) <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just struck. No, I mean, this is a run out and we're satirical, yeah. but Andrew's being serious. Yeah, I am being serious. <laughs> I mean, I, I just want to say, I'm just kind of struck right now by this, like sort of the, the tension, um, in the, in the gay world, wh- in which there's in, within my lifetime, we've seen like massive strides in civil rights and acceptance socially and, You know, I I recall when you couldn't get married as a gay person in this country. And I recall people having a much more seemingly, you know, salient reason to like kind of stay in the closet because there were there was so much taboo around this identity. And it's changed so drastically since in the the last, you know, I don't know when when uh, gay marriage was legalized 2010 or something. So the last 10 years or so, it's changed so much. And yet. Here I am hearing this story of a person who, you know, was hating himself and, you know, couldn't live with the, with the, who you were and wanting to change that in a society in which, you know, on on paper is, you know, so accepting and open about this. And I don't know what to make of that other than I'm just struck by the fact that a story like yours can, is, is still something that exists.
2: (sighs) yeah and I think maybe for a lot of people who grew up in the climbing community or or grew up i don't know in a more liberal or accepting town, it might not seem like as big of a deal and 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 you know people get say yeah we it, it is twenty twenty one and it's not that big of a deal anymore, and gay marriage is, is is legalized and all that but it's really it really does depend on i think where you grew up and the kind of community you're in and the parents who who raised you and, and all that and um it's been it's been really eye-opening for me when i moved to california and saw how much diversity and acceptance there was i mean I'd, i had never dreamed of a of a place like that you know i grew up in the in the south and uh i mean my therapist calls the south a shame dungeon and i think she's got it pretty pretty <laughs> right <laughs> In in that regard, so so yeah, maybe for somebody growing up growing up in California in a more liberal accepting home, not as a big of a deal. But there's still plenty of people in other parts of the world where it is still a struggle. And yeah, so hopefully by by sharing my story, I can help people realize that yeah, it's not easy for everybody.
0: You know, as far as the the climbing culture, um, we've been sort of praising it here. I mean, it's a sports culture to a certain extent. It's a performance culture, and you just were talking about how it's sort of a macho culture. So it does have sort of the casual homophobia in it. The way guys talk to each other, uh, root names, you know, joking around about bivvies together on portal edges. You know, it's all in there. And, and I was wondering what your Sort of experience with that is, and what your perspective on on how that either affected the way you feel about yourself or or
2: about the decisions that you're making coming out. Yeah, my my experiences in climbing and with friends and you know people making making jokes or or things like that uh, hasn't hasn't really affected me affected me in a negative way because I, I feel like I I know these people at the core, it might give me slight pause. Like, Oh, that person did say this. And so if I share this with them, like who knows, but I I've, I've been wrong every time, thankfully. And so I, I, I personally don't take, uh, take those things too seriously and i like to think that i have a, a have a sense of humor and you were a soccer player
0: right? oh yeah For yeah i mean great many years it's, you know you live in these locker rooms and so it's not something
2: that you haven't heard before in terms of that kind of banter or whatever. well right but i grew up playing soccer in in uh in the south where i mean yeah we were all called queer and fags specifically just because we played soccer and i was the captain of the soccer team and they would call us foot fairies so i was the king of the foot fairies <laughs> that was my that was my title in high school (laughs) uh but that you know tends to always say more about the the person than it does who they're calling attention to have you told your parents and your family you know that's the interesting part of the story i'm a little i'm a little i don't want to say too too much as i don't want to disrespect them or anything, but I was basically outed to my family when I was a junior in high school and it did not go well. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, I was highly confused at the time, just trying to figure it out And a friend. Yeah. uh, I don't even know where to start with this story.
1: Well, they know, and it sounds like there was a, um, circumstance that, you know, was out of your control that led to maybe, uh, not the ideal way to, to let them know, that this is who you are.
2: Yeah, so they've they've definitely come, come around but not a whole lot. So, right. Uh they're not I mean, I haven't told I I did tell them. I was like, "Hey, I'm I think this is going to be common knowledge pretty soon here." And they told me that was the biggest mistake of my life and and all that. So, they it's weird. They're like they're they're loving and supportive, but at the same time they, you know, they think that this isn't me and i'm being dishonest and all this stuff so that doesn't really sit well with my head it's just like two plus two equals fish doesn't make sense you guys are parents i mean i don't i don't want to do wrong by them but at the same sure. time i i mean that's a part of my story and mark yeah. always says you don't have to defend honesty so i'm just being being honest We didn't ma- make things easier but Man, I mean, this—I mean, this is one of the realest parts of my story. Is I mean, a, a big reason why I have mentors and, and partnerships like Mark. I have—I have so many climbing families, you know, that have become more impactful than than my than my real family because they showed me the acceptance and the support I needed, you know. And so, I kind of, you know, people joke about how many old guys I climb with, and I'm like, whatever, man. I mean they're, they're, they're all like my climbing dads, you know, my trad dads, my friends call them, but I got trad moms too. I got, I got the support I need now. And so, yeah, it's kind of that family that I've found in climbing that has given me the confidence to go back to my own family and be like, no, this is who I am. You're not changing me, you know, and basically accept that or miss out on having me around. So, yeah.
0: Let me ask you a couple of questions about the climbing community a little more deeply you know in general for you it's it's been a super positive experience you have these climbing families um but you're sort of about to release the beast um especially with you know posting it on the internet um on on i mean what what sort of on instagram that kind of thing yeah just a basic instagram post you know so it's like we all know that even within climbing it it devolves if you will you know are you going to take the are you going to take the um, the great Hayden Kennedy's advice and don't read the don't read the comments? Oh,
2: hundred percent. I mean, okay. <laughs> a big A big reason why I chose to to do this on my birthday, like I said, I had that moment in the gym where where I kind of broke down and knew I needed to do something. And I've been con- considering this for a while and always questioning when is the right time. And mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, there there is no right time. The right time is when you decide to do it. And when you decide it's right for yourself and, but just knowing, knowing myself, I knew that I had to pick a date to actually make it happen. Otherwise I was just going to keep procrastinating. Um, mm-hmm. and so I kind of set a deadline. My birthday's right around the corner and I always do, do a birthday challenge of some sorts, you know, in the past it's been just, you know, the equivalent number of pitches, but so, yeah, I mean, I kind of dreamed up. I was like, that's, that's my new birthday challenge. I'm, I'm coming out. But I'm also going to do a climbing challenge as well, so okay. I, I'm going to, you know, I'm planning to wake up early in the morning, I'm going to have my post ready, hit send, and turn my phone off and go climbing all day with Peter. It's going to be great. Peter Croft. Mr. Croft, yep. Father awesome. Croft. <laughs> one, of your, one of your dads. <laughs> totally. A good, good
0: place to be with one of your dads. You
2: know, and yeah. honestly, uh, the most fear I had with sharing, sharing this part of myself was with basically the trad dads or or any any uh older generation climbers not necessarily not to say anything about them as as people but more as just my fear from that generation cuz they are all my dad's age and my dad responded very negatively and so I've had you know a fear that they would respond negatively and um I knew that was irrational and so I was able to proceed and all of them were all of them were great but but Peter told me this this story and I feel really, I feel confident sharing this because I've heard him say it in, in interviews, and and he even has a recording sharing a similar story on on the internet. But his uh, his ultimate point was embracing what you perceive to be your biggest weakness, and how once he was able to to embrace his embrace his weakness, it flipped up upside down and turned into his greatest strength. And that's been the center point of of his climbing and where he gets the greatest source of his inspiration and and power to do what he does um and when he told me that i was like man i mean that just spoke right you know right to me and and this and what i'm what i what i was struggling with and that's that was honestly the best advice that anyone's given me in in regard
1: jordan i think um I'm, I'm going to go against the group here and say that you should read the comments on your post, um, after your day of climbing with, with, uh, with, uh, daddy Croft. Um, because I think that the climbing community will continue to be this open and embrace embracing place that you've experienced. And I think that's going to be reflected even on the internet comments on your post. I think that this, I mean, I'm just such a, huge fan of the climbing world in general. I know Chris is as well. And we've all been allowed to become ourselves in this weird world in some way or another. And I think that that's, that's the part of the reason why this, why the sport is so great. And so I I say, read the comments because I'm confident that they're going to be on your team.
2: Yeah. I'm definitely planning to, to read them, read them eventually. Eventually, that's, that's probably a good, good
0: idea. Because what'll happen is, is that anybody who is a fucking asshole, you have to give it time for everybody else to like, the sub thread to dog pile them. Cause that's what'll happen. Actually. Yeah. I, I, um, but don't, but don't be reading them in real time. That, that, that's a horrible way to spend your birthday. <laughs> no, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make my life easier, not harder. Until... And <laughs> so. That sounds good, man. I, I, I believe what, what Andrew believes too. And, and even if, um even if the the internet attracts the trolls it's like we're talking about a, a a sort of more core community i think that you can count on and i and I, even in my head i have sort of a bullseye where the, or the rings go out into, you know, further and further into sort of mainstream community. But when you're in the middle there, I think you're going to be, I think you're going to be embraced. It's going to be amazing, actually.
2: You know, in anticipation of of my post, I've been uh, following up with, with more of my close friends to make sure they hear it, hear it from me before they see anything mm-hmm. on, on the internet, because, you know, I'd hate for that to to come across as... I wasn't comfortable enough to to share with them which isn't which isn't true at all. So Some, sometimes it's just it's not an easy thing to bring up, you know. It's not an easy conversation to have, so sometimes it just doesn't happen.
0: It's not entirely contextual
2: to climbing either. I I don't think. Yeah, yeah it right. I mean, the most important thing to me is climbing. I don't typically ask people about their relationships or significant others or whatever. But if somebody does ask me, so you have a girlfriend, I mean, that's the easiest, that's the easiest way for me to address it right now.
1: All right, Jordan, this is the most important question of our interview. So last fall you uh, achieved something pretty great. You climbed golden gate in a day Uh, news that was overshadowed, unfortunately for you by Emily Harrington's golden gate in a day ascent, uh, which received like maybe 5,000 times more (laughs) <laughs> more hits than than your story and so what do you think the odds are that there's another professional climber is going to come out of the closet days before you make this announcement <laughs> steals your steals your thunder wow wouldn't wouldn't
2: that be interesting but <laughs> i've got a dm from emily right now hold on let me see.
0: <laughs> she says she's got something planned for the first oh <laughs> uh. Uh, oh boy I have no idea actually it might be great in this case it might be great if everybody was just like huh yeah oh well he's he's cool you know like that's cool you know if if there was no fanfare might be the best way to do it yeah you know
2: I did I, I definitely thought about that because I had people coming up to me like afterwards I was in the parking lot like racking up in el cap Meadow or something and people be like oh you're gonna you're gonna go climb el cap like yeah probably i don't know <laughs> who knows what i was doing And they're like man did you see that this girl emily did this thing i'm like yes it did <laughs> you know <laughs> Day, you know days after i had done it or whatever <laughs> And it doesn't, it doesn't really bother me. I kind of laugh at it. Well, at the end of the day, you know, Emily and I weren't competing, and I have, I have no hard feelings that she got the det- attention she deserved in regards to her, her accomplishment, and, and yeah. So I'd, I'd say, I'd say the same about this. If somebody beats me to the punch, well, I wasn't really racing to begin with. You know, just trying to, <laughs> just trying to go, go at my own pace. So. Yeah, uh, I do hope though. I believe that there's other people out there, so we'll see what we'll see what happens.
0: Today's final bit comes from multi instrumentalist and avid climber Bradley Carter, also known as Chum. Chum's chops on all things stringed range from traditional Americana to bluegrass to newgrass to jazz to rock and back again. This selection is from his conceptual album Nice Impressions. On the album he uses audio from some of Climbing's legends as inspiration for his original compositions. This tune, titled The Venturi Effect, features the great Peter Croft. Chum's music can be found on Spotify or follow him on Instagram at chum underscore DM3.
1: Dedication
2: sounds like I'm really trying hard to do this and it's just, I just can't hold myself back, it's just too much fun.
1: lost or it's kind of an ignored idea. You know, the idea of magnificent failure rather than a kind of mediocre success.
2: Kind of mediocre success. Success.
1: I fell into life. I fell into
2: is about style as
1: much as it is um, getting to the summit. You've just completed another episode of The Runout, a podcast from the sharp end of climbing. I'm Andrew Bicharot and I run Evening Sends, the only climbing website on the internet.
0: And I'm Chris Calouse, host of the Enorma Cast, the only other climbing podcast. Please leave a review of our show on iTunes, share an episode with your friends and follow us on social media. We should be fairly easy to find.
1: Drop us a line. Let us know what you think. My email is andrew at runoutpodcast.com.
0: And my email is chris at runoutpodcast.com. And also please support our show. Go to patreon.com slash runoutpodcast and become a Rope Gun today.